Hello, and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella. We are not doing a live on Instagram today. Uh, technical difficulties and couldn't figure it out. But I do have a guest, uh, Renee Valdez, from Visions of a Blind Woman, who is also a dear friend of mine and uh, my former professor. So hello, Renee. Welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. Hi, Stella. Sorry, <laughs> the technology is just driving me nuts, but sorry about that. Oh, no, that's okay. I think it was probably me. It was both of us. It was the whole thing. Um, but I'm so glad to have you on the podcast, and it's so awesome to see your face, um, because I you're in D.C., and I'm here. You're in Alexandria, yeah? Yes, okay. Alexandria, Virginia. All right. So um, we have not spent time in the same place since... 2014, 13? Oh, no, oh, no, 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 way before that. 2007? We were out to visit, I think, in 2004, 2003. Was it? Well, I moved yes. in 2003 from Colorado to Albuquerque, um, and then I went to go see you. So, yeah, maybe it was like four? Yeah, I think so. That was the last time? No, you had come time. to Albuquerque. After that, we'd seen each other. You were in Santa Fe. Anyway, it's been years, like a lot of them. Yes. Too Probably many. way too long. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about how we met? Well, I was teaching at Adams State College um, in the psychology department. Yeah. And I think you took a couple of my classes, uh, human sexuality. Yes, that was uh, a fun class. Human development. Abnormal. Um, yeah, we, yeah you, I don't know if you ever took abnormal psych with me. I think I did. Um, yeah, but uh, that's how I met you. You were a, a very um, beautiful and, and uh, you know, dedicated student of psychology. <laughs> Yes. I swore I swore you'd never go into counseling and you swore you would never go into counseling and then you did and were very successful at it. I did. You wanted, which... to, do the, you wanted to do the research thing, the science thing. Yes, that's true. I very much was on the science track. Um, I was studying biology and psychology at the same time. Right. Um, and I wanted to actually get a neuropsych. And then we ended up putting uh, my daughter in private school, so my PsyD dreams ended. <laughs> and look at you now. Yes. Doing well, all these wonderful things. I'm doing a thing. I'm doing all the things. Um, so, yeah, when I applied to graduate school, I reached out to you for a letter of recommendation, and you so kindly and beautifully did. Um, and I'm, I'm really grateful. Of uh, but oh, you have had, like a tremendous impact on my uh, my career path and also just in how I look at things. Uh, as I've been listening to your podcast, Visions of a Blind Woman, um, what I am really like reminiscent of is just like how amazing you are as a speaker and as a teacher. And um, you have so much personality. <laughs> And it's, it's really wonderful, honestly, Renee, to hear you talk about your experiences, but also how you apply, you know, psychology and psychological concepts to what you're going through. And so tell us a little bit about uh, what's what's going on for you. 
Wow, Stella, that is a great compliment coming from you. Um, well, after I moved out here, um, as God and the, and the universe and Mother Earth have such a great sense of humor, uh, I lost my eyesight. Um, I think that was 2000, the end of 2013, to, uh, beginning of 2014. Okay. And it has really been a great learning experience. I can say that now. At the time, I was ready to, you know, kick somebody's ass but you know now um in retrospect it god and the universe and mother earth always know what they're doing yeah and and i have learned uh, tremendous lessons from this experience and and you know just riding the wave and seeing where it takes me okay i i love that you have been able to frame it in that way, really recognizing, cause I, you know, I have link, having listened to the podcast and really understanding, like it's got to fuck with you, right? Like you have, you're going along on your career path, you're doing all these amazing things. And then suddenly out of nowhere, uh, you have this tremendous challenge of losing your eyesight and in a lot of ways, losing your freedom. And because you are such a, an autonomous human who goes out and does all these things like that abruptly ended things very quickly. It sounds like it did. It did. And I was so, um, I was pissed off for the longest time, very angry that how dare everything change. I was on a wonderful trajectory doing wonderful things out here in DC, following my dreams, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then, it's like you get sideswiped it's it and sidelined and so you know when i lost my eyesight i was totally blind for you know a while several months and um just feeling depressed going through some things about you know losing my career i thought everything was over and licking my wounds and sitting on my couch and growing roots and you know i talk about all that in my my podcast but you know, thinking that, uh, what am I good for now? I, I can't drive. I can't, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. And and feeling very depressed yeah. and wondering what was the next move, you know, didn't know for sure. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, and the, the last couple episodes, you've talked about the stages of grief and really recognizing that one, it's not linear. And, and I've definitely talked about that. It's uh, my girlfriend cat calls it the spaghetti bowl. It just, it doesn't go in one direction or another and it loops back and, you know, you're, you're revisiting a lot of those feelings of, you know, anger and, and frustration and denial. And, you know, you get to, I love that you talk about Maslow and you get to that place of like acceptance and <laughs> like everything is fine. And then, you know, something will happen and change and you have to pivot and then, you know, redirect or, or work through those, those really difficult feelings. The depression I can imagine, uh, you know, is, is something that, that comes up and, and you do have to work through it or, or you can sit in it and, and get real stagnant. Yeah. And I did sit in it for a long time. I sat in it for four years. I sat in it and I drank a lot Okay, and I, and I had the wonderful experience of, Becoming an alcoholic. Look at you doing new things. You never drank all that much when we knew each other before. That drinking wasn't really a thing you did. 
and what well, yeah and i liked i loved wine and i loved but i um yeah it was it was an experience that i wouldn't trade because i learned from the inside what it was like to really put my my strength and my dependence into something outside of myself yeah. literally a bottle of peppermint schnapps or a Oof. caramel kiss schnapps you know and, okay um, thank god for aa and thank god that you can be resilient and come you know full circle and come i'm re in recovery of course mm -hmm. um and learning from that too but yeah i so i did sit and and wallow in it for a long time yeah but somehow yeah we find the 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 go through the process of grieving it go through the process of you know the denial that anger lasts for so long the depression you know that kind of settles in and and engulfs you i i picture it like a a sludge mm. that just kind of washes over your spirit and and just kind of swoops in and doesn't go it's like that aunt berna that doesn't go <laughs> just stays yeah just lingers <laughs> but, and and feels like it's got a hold of you yeah definitely and it did um i gave it that power over me yeah. but you know you i worked through it you work through it and you get to that place of acceptance mm -hmm. where i can finally you know i don't know that you ever get over it but you learn to live in a different way yeah you learn to grow in a different way and the thing that was hardest stella was watching life pass yeah it's like like you're sitting stagnant and life is moving past you mm. at a at a high rate of speed and you're seeing people that you love do things and move on and i'm sitting there like wondering okay when when am i going to start moving yeah and you don't realize you move when you move you move when you get your ass up and you start doing stuff you start moving yourself right. so it's hard. It was difficult. I can imagine for sure. And, and that idea of, you know, especially with grief and loss is that you get encapsulated in, in that, that whole situation. And, you know, I, I working with clients with, with grief and, and, and loss, recognizing that like, yes, the world is just moving so fast, you know, all around them. And that creates a lot of anger too. Cause it's like, how fucking dare you? Like, don't you know yeah. that I am going through this thing and I have suffered this, this terrible loss? And how dare you just keep moving on with your life, having experiences and doing shit? Like, that creates a lot of anger. It creates a lot of resentment, for sure. Oh, yeah, it sure does. And But the thing is, is that it, it becomes resentment towards others mm -hmm. at first yeah and then you realize you know what it's not about them it's not about others it's yeah. about myself mm. you know and and learning that having to relearn you know get plugged in again get uh, relearn how to i have some skills yeah i forgot that yeah i i know how to do some things i forgot all that and now, so you're, when you're sitting on the couch wallowing in all of that sludge, mm -hmm. you forget the person that you are. And so, you know, rediscovering some of those things is a beautiful, 
moment and and learning that you know what I can do things and I and I can I know some things yeah so like a rebirth almost absolutely you know, into who I was for sure I can imagine um because you have done so many things and you know being able to get back in touch with and aware of wait hold on I I have an education I have done and and bounced back from a lot of things. Like, Renee, your resilience is incredible. And really recognizing, like, I, checking your facts, right? I, I know some shit. I can do some things. I actually have skills. Listening to the most recent episode of Visions of a Blind Woman and hearing you talk about, you know, the, the white cane and and really just being able to trust that and... and and ask for help like that for me was mind blowing because as I've talked about on my podcast, I struggle. And especially as a codependent human who is super hyper independent, asking for help is terrifying for me. So when I heard you say like, I had to ask for help, I have to figure out where the fucking front door is. I have to know how t- I have to trust with patients that the, the, your transport system is coming. And, and so tell me how you do that because truly I don't know how. (laughs) I hate part of my, part of my being is I hate asking for help. We're, I I was raised very independent. I you know, you don't depend on others. And so, yeah, that's been so hard, but when you can't see shit and, and you're in the middle of a Metro subway station and there's, you know, noise everywhere. And, and it's like, okay, wait, I lost. You, you get oriented when you come in the entrance. And I know that this is on the right. That's on the left. I got to go this straight for this. And then somehow you get all turned around. Yeah. It's like you have to ask for help. Yeah. And so I can't see. We make a lot of judgments about people based on appearance. Yeah. When you're blind, you don't have that. I don't have that, you know, discernment. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, this lady looks nice. I'm going to ask her for help. Right. I don't have that now. Yeah. So I can, I'm standing in the middle of the subway station and it's like the first person I bump into is like, Oh wow. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to find the yellow line. Can you point me in the right direction? Mm. And my, my experience has been positive in that regard. People are generally helpful. I'm a very Pollyanna kind of person. You really are. (laughs) (laughs) And so I tend to believe that people are generally good. Yeah. My honey is the total opposite. But um, And you said he and I are very similar in that way. Like, we definitely have a a similar worldview. Oh, yeah. But me, I'm like in la-la land thinking, oh, yeah, everybody's nice. And, but that's been my experience so far is yeah. that people are generally helpful and nice. And so, you know, um, I, I'm pointed in the right direction, but, and then the other part of that is trusting myself. Yes. You know, it's like, I, I share in my podcast, this epiphany that I had about, I got lost mm-hmm. in my own neighborhood, yeah. walking my dog. And, and I, I don't use my white cane a lot when I'm just walking in my own neighborhood, but when it's dark or when it's too bright, I can't see shit. And so I got lost in my neighborhood and I'm thinking, how am I going to find my way home? My, my dog is not a guide dog. So she just, you know, will be lost with me. And, um, but I, I, 
the, the, the light of the street um, lamp shone on a little piece of concrete mm. and it lit up like a neon sign for me yeah. and it, it hit me very metaphorically all I have to do is see that first step in front of me yes and have the courage to take that first step and if I can do that wow what happened a next step opened up yes. and it, the light shined on that next step and I just had to have the courage to take it so metaphorically if I can do that with this blindness thing I can just keep moving Moving and keep taking that next step and and they they keep opening up thank god and so i can keep doing that and it's working so i far. love that i do so much because a lot of times and certainly as i've been you know kind of talking about learning these new skills of boundaries and awareness and trusting yourself you know even just most recently i had talked about that idea of I know how to surrender a little bit more when I trust myself. Mm -hmm. And when I just know that like, yes, I have no idea what the what the future is going to hold. But I know that I have skills, I can just take that step. And then the next one shows up. I love that that is has been your experience. Because yes, you know, a, a whole host of skills. And you are now learning new skills to be able to move forward in a way that creates that autonomy, that creates that empowerment, that creates the ability to then build a new life that doesn't look like anything you could have anticipated. Right. And, and it's, as you, as I hear you now saying that mm. it's scary as hell. Yeah, it is scary. And that's why I wanted to start this podcast because there are so many people out there that are losing their eyesight. Yeah. Whether it's injury, disease, diabetes, everybody I know has diabetes. And so people are scared. I was scared. Sometimes I still am. Like, you know, what if I can't do this? What if I can't see this? It doesn't matter. Yeah. All you have to do is just trust in yourself, trust in God, the universe, Mother Earth, whoever it is. Or if you don't have those beliefs, that's okay too. Whatever it is, you just have to get your butt up and move and do it right and that's what i'm learning you know you can't just sit stagnant stagnant and and expect things to happen they're not going to i tried that it doesn't work <laughs> so you just have to keep you just have to get up and and trust that it's gonna you just gotta move yeah move forward so i'm i'm curious um because again you you've been a huge influence um and I, I think about, you know, those days in the classroom and then certainly, you know, having coffee with Rocky afterwards yes. <laughs> um, and lively conversations and, and all the things. So when you were in, in graduate school and, and certainly like learning all of these like theories and different things, like what about that inspired you to then move forward into teaching and being a, a counselor? I, I love, I did the counseling thing for a while because I, when I was in school working on my undergrad degree, mm -hmm. I had the great experience of working at detox. Okay. That's where I started, was a yeah. detox center. And then I worked into the addictions counseling and got my level three certification and then worked with adolescents mm -hmm. and, you know, did a lot of the education around sexuality and, and being healthy and making good decisions and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so that, 
I love the counseling, and I, but I, I found that I really like teaching. I like that environment of being involved in that learning process because it's not a one-way street. It's no. not like, you know, me bestowing all this wonderful knowledge, although some professors think that way. It's, it's, it's exchange yeah. and me bouncing ideas off of you and you bouncing them back off of me. And, and sometimes the greatest learning experiences happened during those coffee moments in the office yeah. or, you know, sitting and, and so I love the teaching and I really, um, you know, Don Bass, uh, the, well, I think he, he was the head of the psych department when I was there, Okay, you know, was, was, I was fortunate enough that he gave me that opportunity to start with that human sexuality class. Yeah. And that just lit my fire. I mean, it was just <laughs> such a blast. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about sex anyway? Girl. And then, you know, if you, <laughs> and so then if you could throw out the textbook yeah. and then just get down and dirty with it, you know, it, that's what, <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's what teaching should be. It should right. be, you know, fun and exciting and, you know, how can you talk about Maslow in a way that makes you laugh or, right. or Freud or Skinner, mm -hmm. all these guys, you know, it, it, so I just love having fun. Yeah. And then if you can learn it, that's where learning happens is when you can tear it up and mix it up and then throw it around the room and then catch it and, <laughs> and taste it and touch it and feel it, you know, and then incorporate it right. into who you are. Yeah. And that's that's the energy that I absolutely like adore and and that's the energy that I hear when I listen to your podcast now is that you just you get in there and you get dirty and down and 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 honest and real and vulnerable and I really am so I'm so proud of you. And that's really weird Aww. to be the student to say that to the teacher but I am. I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's wow. It's wonderful you. to see you come back to life and to well, share this. It really is. Yeah. I did die, Stella. I know. I died. I was gone. It was so hard. I mean, that was one of the hardest things that I ever had to do in my life. But you were instrumental in getting me off my ass um, because that phone call we had that one time, yeah. I was listening to you, and that's in my podcast, but I was listening to you talk about all these wonderful things you're doing and your practice and your traveling and you're writing a book and, you know, doing seminars. And and I, I when it came time for you to ask me what I'm doing, I had to get off the phone. I couldn't talk. I was crying so hard, and I was, I was mad at myself, and I was thinking, man, you know, just because I, I, I had a little curve in my life, I kind of gave up. And well, it wasn't a little curve. Moment, it, was, it was a I, big one. But yes, I, I remember that. And I, I did feel this like huge pullback. Um, and, you know, I, I have yeah. learned to not take things personally. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that was about. But you know, I definitely did feel it. I knew you it. felt something because you're so damn intuitive. And so <laughs> I, but I couldn't talk to you after that for, for a while. And, yeah. and it helped me, this podcast thing is kind of therapeutic because it helped me um, talking about it in that, in that way to understand it. And yeah. it wasn't about you at all. It was about the changes in my own life 
you know, coming to a complete stop, giving my life over to alcohol and then taking it back. Yeah. Um, and then now growing from that and seeing that I, I am, that is all now part of my enchilada. Yeah. And my enchilada is my toolbox of skills and survival skills. And I'm drawing from that now right. and I can create what is going to be new and different and exciting and just as wonderful yeah. as before blindness. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 I do, I do really resonate with that idea of like, you get these curveballs, these big significant things that blindside you and take you off your game. And especially, you know, and I, I really do recognize that the universe likes to humble us and yeah. put us in a position to learn and to really grow in a way that is, um, probably more profound than if we just like picked up a book and did it right. It's definitely that the way that you teach is like, put it out there, you know, raw and messy and all the things. And, and I think the universe does that in a very helpful way of like, I'm going to humble you so that you can get up bigger and stronger. <laughs> right. And so I do recognize yes. that, you know, that's that part where we get so uncomfortable and we cannot do it the way we've done it the whole time. We got to do it different. And, and what I hear you say is like, you know, you got to that place using every coping skill that probably wasn't the healthiest and the best, and then decided right. to make a change. You decided consciously, I'm going to get up, I'm going to learn these skills, I'm going to talk to these people, I'm going to ask all the questions and do all the things because I want to be different. But you know what, though, now that you're saying that, yeah, what a blessing that I was able to have those falls yeah. and then get up. Cause there's so many people that fall for whatever reason mm -hmm. and then they don't get up and they die from it. Yeah. Like I have cousins that I've recently lost who succumbed to alcoholism and died yeah. from it. And so I could, I could have been that person. I still could be that person, but I know that, you know, it was, it was, I can see now that it was a gift to right. be able to lose my eyesight. Yeah. I can see now that it was a gift to be able to be an alcoholic and then be recovering from that and, and being able to learn from it and now use that as an experience to help others. Yeah. So God, if we can fall and crash and burn and then get up out of that rubble and, and clean it up and then learn from it, God, what a, what a thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tremendous blessing. I use the, the imagery of the phoenix often and certainly the lotus. Um, so the phoenix rising from the ashes, completely destroyed and then coming back bigger and stronger. Um, and then the lotus, I have lotus flowers tattooed on my, actually on a couple different places, but you know, lotuses can only grow in like the shittiest, most terrible environment and they are the most beautiful. Right. And so I do recognize, and, and you and I have both worked with clients who are not at their best. They're not at the, you know, the top of their game. And, and oftentimes, and certainly in relationships, not until we are so uncomfortable, do we actually make those changes and get new tools and force ourselves to learn how to do things differently. And, and we're going to fuck it up first. We're going to fail a lot of different ways and then we're going to yeah. move forward. I love that. I, what did you call it in your last? Uh, Fuck it podcast? up forward. <laughs> Fail forward. I love that. <laughs> Fuck it forward. <laughs>
and, and really recognizing that like failure is part of it. And so when you talk about, you know, falling and, and, and succumbing to really challenging, difficult circumstances, I, my, my aunt used to say, uh, you can either go sideways or up, babe. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> Once you're at the bottom, you can go sideways or up. And, and you and I have chosen very consciously to continue moving forward um, and, to, and to move up and change and challenge ourselves to be this best version. And so when I hear you, I mean, honestly, like listening to the podcast, I hear you coming back to life. And then my Renee, the Renee who is like in the front of the classroom, moving around and, and really just like sharing your beautiful light. I hear that. So thank you. It is, it is awesome to recognize that, you know, I, I heard you when you said like I died. And there were parts yeah. of you that, you know, I, I remember, you know, you jet setting all over, just, you know, taking pictures of Puerto Rico and going to different countries and different states and, and, and sharing this with people. Um, and then to have to completely start over from scratch. Yeah. And, and yeah. I hear that. And I hear you, like I said, when I, I listened to the podcast, I was like, holy shit, that's my Renee. That is the Renee who, you know, taught me and inspired me and got me so excited about psychology of all things, you know, to, to then to be here. So like I said, I'm just, I'm really proud of you. Uh, this is so validating. I, I mean, do I need to pay you after this? It's reciprocal. We can definitely have a coffee. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> but I, I will come out. Um, so anyway, I do want to let people know it's visions of a blind woman. You can find it on Spotify. Um, and, and Renee has you had 10 episodes the last on Tuesday, which is super exciting. Um, and so I cannot wait to see all of the rest of the things that come from this because it's, it's going to be huge. Uh, (laughs) and, and I, I do, you know, really recognize that like, um, it is, it is interesting when, you know, two humans who have been friends for as long as we've been friends can have this opportunity to, to have a, a conversation and share it with uh, anybody who's listening, which is kind of fun, which honestly, I, I wouldn't share all of our conversations with everybody who's listening, but this one in particular, oh, no, no. we could share. Yeah. Yeah. We do have some secrets. So. Oh yeah. We're going to keep those to ourselves. <laughs> yes, <that one. laughs> oh my God. Anyway, um, I'm going to take a picture of us uh, talking. I do need to end the podcast, so I will do that. So stay tuned. Just stay right there. Anyway, thank you so much for everyone who's listening to LX2 Codependency Coaching. Check out Visions of a Blind Woman. You can find that on Spotify. You can find me wherever you find podcasts. We did not do a live video on Instagram. I'm sorry, not sorry. It just didn't work out. Um, But we will try that another time. we are all over, and so uh, Connecticut did a thing this time. Uh, Arizona did a thing. Thank you to California. Thank you to North Carolina. Thanks to Idaho. Um, Illinois was up there. That's kind of awesome. Michigan, you're doing a thing. So all of these places, I will come for the uh, the book tour and um, have... Um, workshops on codependency in these spaces. The editing is almost done. I'm going to hopefully submit the manuscript by the end of next week. 
And then it'll start the uh, the publication process, which is kind of crazy. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of me, it's lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. You can hit me on Instagram, Luna underscore x2 underscore LSC, and you can also hit me on uh, Facebook. I will talk to all of you in a week. Take care.